The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey guys, Aaron here. Now, you're probably used to hearing me stick my ad in here for HorribleDesigns.com, and in my general need to try and improve things and keep things fresh and topical, it's time for a new ad for HorribleDesigns.com. So here it is. Go to HorribleDesigns.com, get t-shirts, get mugs, get stickers, get get mouse pads, get stuff, get swag with a bunch of humorous things on it, pictures, commentary, little thoughts and ideas. And for being a loyal listener of the show, you can get 15% off your total purchase price by using the code I had to say it at checkout. And that's all one word. I had to say it. Only available at HorribleDesigns.com. All right, everybody. So welcome to the episode. Uh, we're going to start out with the housekeeping. Josh, Jake, B-Word, Iceman, Jason, Miss Aaron, Mike, Tabby, and Javier, thank you guys for the continued support. If you would like to hear your name included with these wonderful people, get access to uncut guest episodes and a few episodes that I've made that are exclusive to the Behind the Paywall all you got to do is go to patreon.com or buy me a coffee and look for I Had to Say It. You see the logo for the show. You click on that. You sign up. You get all the free shit. You get extra access to the Discord that I'm still trying to get everybody to start using more regularly. So you could be part of that. You could help try and drive action in the Discord. It'd be fantastic. I'd appreciate it. Okay, that's done. So last episode, uh, for those of you who might have missed it or whatever just to briefly touch on yeah that was a aaron was out in the sun all day came in to the notification that yeah the episode aaron screwed it up it wasn't there and i had to record something on the fly to get something out because i wanted to and because i feel like i just owe you guys consistency if nothing else and if you recall that was recorded on the fourth of july happy birthday america rah rah yay us um not you know, your normal, I mean, the way things are going in this country lately, I feel like patriotism is not, well, it's definitely not in vogue and in trend if you'll listen to the talking heads. Uh, one thing we've learned is you can't really trust the mass media anymore. They're basically just an arm of the government. And faith and trust in the establishment is at pretty much an all-time low for this country. We question everything. They, they're they getting caught lying to us on a regular basis. And social media being the new reliable source for information, the actual marketplace for the free exchange of ideas, the, the place that you go to for alternate narratives, for information that may not necessarily tow the accepted company line that you're getting from the government. Now, th this is all going to tie into the general main rant of this episode, but uh, in the meantime, to touch on something really quick, uh, for anyone who is living under a rock, there was a lot of rumors going around last week that on July 5th, there was going to be a sabotage attack on a nuclear power plant in the Ukraine. And basically everybody on social media, and this is one of those things highlighting the importance of social media in our modern times. Basically everybody said, we don't buy that shit because it makes no sense for the Russians to destroy 
this nuclear power plant in the Ukraine because the, the bulk of their troops are downwind from it. They stand to gain nothing by destroying this. That's not going to have any tactical advantage. And all it's going to do is radiate their own troops and be inconvenient and probably drag the rest of the world into a fight against them. So there was no logical reason why the Russians would do it. And the, the pub, popular narrative coming out of Ukrainian intelligence and most of the mainstream media that was echoing this shit was, oh, well, no, they're doing it to sabotage because they're getting desperate. They're really not. The, the fight's not going good for the Ukraine. And there's been a lot that indicates it's not going good for the Ukraine, like the fact that we're still talking about sending them different things. And Biden came out this week and said, oh, yeah, we're going to we're looking at the option of giving them cluster bombs. And you know, Sleepy Joe should not be allowed to talk to the public because cluster bombs are very frowned upon by the U.N. and NATO. And pretty much everybody else has said that's a bad fucking idea. When people were using cluster bombs against the Ukrainians, it was a like, oh, my God, that's that's horrible. That's tragic. But now they're saying, oh, well, we're going to give them to the Ukrainians to use against the Russian troops. And they're trying to just play it off like that's no big deal. And, you know, Sleepy's up there wandering around just basically in a constant state of either wandering off, getting lost, or saying the quiet part out loud. You know, getting caught on hot mics talking about all the rotten shit he's gotten up to over the course of his career. All the things he's done where he should be, if not not just impeached, but put under the fucking jail with his crackhead felon kid who got, you know, multiple felonies just kind of as a brush off. Well, meanwhile, you know, if it was you or me, we'd be thrown in jail for a minimum of five years. And all of this ties into kind of the power of social media, the, the function of having a narrative out there that doesn't fit the party line. Because when the powers that be started looking at that and saying, well, nobody's buying our shit. All of a sudden, they start walking back the story that the Russians were planning on sabotaging this power plant. And Ukrainian intelligence minister comes out and says, oh, no, that's not what, what the information, that information was not good information. That was a rumor. And, you know, they backpedal really quickly because they realized they weren't garnering any fucking sympathy with that. If nothing else, the United States population has definitely got a case of fucking, you know, war, war weariness and f combat fatigue. Or we're sick of this shit. By and wide. I mean, there's still some people out there that are still pounding the drum that they think they're fighting the good fight, despite the fact that Zelensky has basically turned out to be a fucking little pocket dictator under these circumstances. Oh, we can't have elections under the circumstances of war. And you must admit us to Ukraine and America. But you must be willing to send your sons to fight for us because why again? So the, the war machine can keep turning. So the war hawks can keep lining their pockets. So the basic American military industrial, the military war industrial complex can keep rolling on and churning out the bullshit and they can keep profiting off of it. And it's, it's just, it's a, it's a load of crap. So in the wake of this happening, a couple other things related to social media have come out. The first one that came out and the one that really kind of made me giggle was a judge recently issued an injunction against the United States government, specifically naming the Biden administration and the alphabet organizations, you know, the three-letter guys, FBI, CIA, uh, just, I don't think he said anything about the ATF specifically, but, you know, the, the alphabet boys and the Biden administration are specifically named as you are not allowed to contact the management of social media platforms and tell them what information they are, are and are not allowed to be spoken on their their platforms. 
Now, this is a huge step, and if it's up, I I have the feeling if when it goes to the Supreme Court, because it's going to, that it will be upheld because they've been actually ruling in favor of the Constitution recently with the predictable dissenting comments coming from, you know, the, the affirmative action hire, uh, Katani Brown or whatever the hell her name is, and um, the other Democratic judges, you know, dissenting in their opinion, saying, oh, well, that's not... A lot of them are investing their own bullshit into this, not doing what they're actually supposed to do, which is interpret whether or not something meets the burden of qualifying under the Constitution. That's literally all the Supreme Court is supposed to do. Look at laws and determine whether they are constitutionally just or not. That's it. If the law is determined to not directly infringe upon constitutionally guaranteed rights, it is not unconstitutional. If it does, it is. It's really not that complicated. And that's what they've been doing, and that's what they're supposed to be doing, and that's fine. Now, the thing about this is, and the thing that really, you know, kind of almost gives a more sinister feel to this is immediately after this injunction was issued against the United States and the Biden administration, they immediately appealed it. They said, no, you can't do that. We need to be able to talk to these platforms to tell them what they are and are not allowed to to put out there which is literally a direct violation of the First Amendment of the United States Constitution. They don't have the authority to do that. They, it's, the system's not set up that way. And they would have to, to change that. They would have to pass a constitutional amendment, which as long as the system is working even remotely close to any kind of shadow, how it's supposed to be, that will never fucking happen. That is a fundamental right of every citizen to be able to speak their mind. And, you know, part of the thing about freedom of speech is that's not a guarantee that you can say whatever the fuck you want and just get away with it. But you do have the right to speak whatever you think and believe whatever you want and say whatever you think as long as you're willing to bear the consequences of those statements. So, yeah, you may be unpopular. They may You may lose business. You may lose friends. You may have piss people off. Those are all the consequences and responsibilities that go along with speaking your fucking mind. Which is really not a popular concept these days. More these days, more people want to, you know, go along to get along. Don't hurt anybody's feelings. Don't say anything that might offend anybody. Don't say anything that might get you in trouble. Don't say anything that might get you canceled. At least that's kind of how it has been. Now, one of the things about this other thing is, so shortly on the heels of this announcement, uh, Meta has announced their their answer to Twitter, basically, and they're calling it Threads and. It pretty much sucks. They hired a bunch of people that got canned from Twitter to basically come over and clone the platform um, based on everything I've heard. I'm not using it. I'm not, I don't, I'm personally, and I'm going to get into this in a little bit here, but I've been pulling back from social media um, as real life has been resuming. Um, I noticed, I'm, I don't feel like I'm, I feel like I'm not the only one who's doing it either, but that's because we're actually allowed to go back out into the real world now, and we're allowed to go out into the physical world and live our lives. Now, like me, I keep my social media active to a certain extent still because during the lockdown and during COVID, I made some really good friends online. I've made some people I consider good friends that I've never actually physically met in person. I'd love to meet them someday. Maybe if I get the right lottery ticket or if something goes right in my life or the show takes off or something where I can actually start putting away some money, I can actually go start seeing some of these people that are in different states. I would love that. Or, you know, if, if I got rich, I could host a meetup and just pay to fly all my Internet friends to one location so we could spend a weekend just eating and drinking and being merry and laughing and joking around and having fun in person instead of doing it online. 
But since I do actually have the real world and the real life and all this other shit going on, I have been pulling back from it. And it's kind of got a, a two-tiered impact on my life. So, um, yeah, I'm, as I'm pulling back from it, I have no desire to go into what is a basically a pro-censorship version of Twitter because Meta and Mark Zuckerberg specifically has come have come out publicly and said it. Oh, yeah, the, the FBI was telling us what to say during COVID, and we went along with it because, yeah. And they've shown that they are more than willing to censor their platforms and to restrict speech. And there have already, like, the Threads has been up for, like, three or four days at this point. I don't even, I honestly didn't pay that much attention. I only found out it was going live because I logged into my Instagram, which I do use. I like Instagram. Um, as far as social media platforms go, it's not bad. You get to look at pictures and reels and, you know, cute little repurposed videos and shit. And if you're one of the people I interact with on Instagram on a regular basis, you'll know I'll send you a ton of shit that I think is funnier that I think is relevant. I'm sure some people would wish, wish I would send less, but I do try and kind of tailor what I send to who and to what I th- who I think would appreciate what. But anyway, yeah, I logged into my Instagram account one day. And it's like, hey, Threads is here. You know, click here and, you know, set up your third account. And I'm like, no, get fucked. You know, I closed out the window. But I'm pretty sure that, you know, just by logging into my Instagram and my, you know, my meta account, I now have a Threads account, which I don't fucking want and I have no intention of using. And I think... Th- Meta is probably using that little fact to artificially inflate their uh, numbers and try and say it's having a successful launch. But based on what I have heard from everybody, um, yeah, it sucks. It's uh, it's fucking great value Twitter. It's all, all this, not even all the same functionality. You can't upload gifts. You can't upload certain things. You can just make your little posts, and it's so it's not even the full functionality of Twitter. Plus, they're pro-censorship, which they're not. Maybe a lot of the people who liked having their echo chamber and like the idea that people that were going to say mean, scary things that might hurt their feelings are going to be pro this and go there and jump on board and try and say, like, yeah, this is every bit as good as Twitter. This is better because there's no evil conservative people here telling me I'm wrong for saying that men can have babies and and, and it's okay for little kids to mutilate themselves just because they decided they're kind of confused. And yeah, I'm not going to make this a whole rant about all the the fucking evils of social media, uh, but they do exist. And a lot of that shit got amplified and echoed and boosted through social media. And I don't think it was accidental. I think it was a common, like a perfect storm of situation for the government to try this shit and for people trying to push an agenda to try and capitalize on. We were isolated. We were bored. We were, this was our only interaction with other humans. And it allowed people, like, there are certain, I'm not going to name names, but there are certain, like, Gen Z social, and I'm using air quotes here, like, heavy fucking air quotes, social media influencers who are just completely stupid fucking idiot, idiotic shills. You're under 25, you're automatically 90% fucking stupid just because you have no life experience, you don't know your head from your ass, you believe pretty much whatever you're fed by whoever you've chosen as your authority figure, or in the case of a lot of these little like, oh, we're going to make Gen Z's coming out, we're making ourselves heard, and we're, you know, and we're not going to let you evil consumer, boomer, 
conservative motherfuckers have your way because we're coming out. We're going to show you what we know, and we're going to show you we're here to make a difference. And that's all this. That's, and if you line them up, they all have basically the same approach, same talking points. They get really, really passionate and really, really worked up without knowing what the fuck they're talking about. They're a bunch of morons whining about everything from, oh, I don't like feeling unsafe everywhere I go. Well, maybe if you weren't a little bitch, you wouldn't feel unsafe. Maybe if you looked like you could do more than bust a piece of bread in a fight, you'd feel a little safer. Maybe if you weren't buying into the narrative of you can be weak and coddled and fucking pathetic and still have full-on quality of enjoyment of life because somebody else is going to take care of your ass, you wouldn't be pushing these fucking narratives. And I'm saying this with every bit of disdain I hold in my heart for people who want big daddy government and somebody else to keep them safe, make them happy and make them provided for and taken care of and a victimhood, weak mindset bullshit that is propagated by social media more so than anything else. And I'm saying, I, I feel like it's propagated more so by social media because a, like I said, these are young, stupid motherfuckers who are social media influencers and they have their yada, 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 and bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And it's important that people hear what I think and people believe me and support me. This I have 100,000 followers on TikTok. I have a million followers on Instagram. Whatever. Who gives a fuck? You haven't actually done anything with your life besides whine publicly. And sure, you pitch a fit really well, but you sound like a little bitch to any adult who's actually had to deal with real life. And I'm saying that because I think there are a lot of adults and a lot of people my age who are to blame for these soft, whiny bitches that exist nowadays that are out there that have never really had any real experience either. Um, you know, tail into Gen X, into millennials who were overly sheltered. The everybody got a trophy generation that raised weak kids because they had weak blueprints to follow. They didn't have to survive and succeed, and they passed that bullshit on to their fucking kids. Now, fortunately, that's not everybody, and this is one of those things I've noticed in stepping away from social media a little bit recently is interacting with younger people that I know in person, like my kid and some of his friends and associates and some people I work with and things like that. And, well, we definitely don't see eye to eye on a lot of things, particularly the people I work with. My kid's friends are actually a lot more uh, down to earth and a lot more level headed than I than I assumed people of that age would be based on what I've had to deal with and all these whiny little shits on the fucking Internet. They actually have their heads together. They have decent work ethics. They go out and they earn what they want and they get what they want by working for it instead of waiting for somebody to hand it to them. And maybe that's because my kid found other people like him. And that's how we raised him is if you want something, you get out there and you fucking earn it. And I can't even say it's all from us. I'm not trying to take credit. He's a, my kid's a great guy, but he is a fucking hustler. He, if he wants something, he goes out there and he fucking gets it and he will do what he needs to do. He will hump and he will bust his ass to get where he needs to be. And yeah, you can teach that, but some of it's got to be in you because he, he is, he is thinking on his feet. He is slick. He's looking at every opportunity from every fucking angle before it even becomes an issue. He's playing chess when everybody out here is confused by fucking checkers. And I really respect the kid. And like I said, I can't take credit for all of that. I mean, yes, we tried to teach him and give him a core, but he's got the fucking instinct, and it's great to see it. And I see all his friends that he pals around with. Now, granted, there's still a couple fucking, you know, yoky doke motherfuckers that I'm not real fond of. And, you know, be that as it may, they're still decent. I mean, they're not complete fucking morons. None of them are like the whiny entitled ones. He's, 
they know not to come around my house or he doesn't bring them around or he doesn't hang out with them anymore. Because there were a few kids when he was younger that were that spoiled, whiny little bitch kind of kid. And now they're spoiled, whiny little bitch kind of men or they grew the fuck up. One of the two. But either way, like I said, pulling back from social media allowed me to see, yeah, you know what? There's more of these kids out here that aren't complete fuckbags. And like I said, I have some coworkers. Yeah, they're a little more like more. I I don't want to say tolerant because I can tolerate anything as long as you don't try and force your bullshit on me. But a little more like, oh, well, you can't say that or oh, you can't do that. Yes, the fuck I can. I can say or do or think whatever the fuck I want. I am under no obligation to make you feel safe, secure or or well off other than the matter of being a professional and being courteous. I don't owe anybody else validation, and I don't owe anybody else happiness. I'm here to do my job. If we get along, that's all the better. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to sit here and completely undermine everything I believe in in order to accommodate everything you fucking believe in. We either find a middle ground or I don't fucking interact with you. Those are the two options. Fortunately, like I said, going against everything that pretty much anything on social media will show you, um, yeah, I don't inter- have to interact with any of these like ultra leaning towards the f- like ridiculous left. I mean, a lot, a lot of the young people I'm dealing with at work remind me more of me at that age where they're a lot more tolerant, a lot more accepting than, than they want to paint people my age with that particular brush where they're saying that, you know, we're intolerant or we're whatever ist or phobe or whatever it is just because. You know, we don't necessarily see eye to eye. These kids are actually pretty tolerant of, well, you know, we have different opinions, but as long as we respect each other, that's okay. And that's good. I can I can work with that. I can live with that. That actually restores a little bit of hope that I have for the future of the, of the country, the planet, everything. Now, again, this and this kind of ties back into the whole the government's trying to censor social media. And the Biden administration in particular is actively going against the injunction that was put on them by a judge saying, you can't do this shit. It's unconstitutional. Now, if you look at shit that's going on elsewhere in the world, it drives home even more why this is an important issue and why this is something we should be concerned about and why this is realistically one of the biggest pieces of news this week. You can think about like France and Belgium where there are actual, I mean, not even protests, but it's getting the point where it's like violent revolution type shit going on. There are, with everything that's going on in France, the protests a few months ago were more about financial stuff. Uh, This one was, I guess, a cop shot a migrant individual, and it turned into riots, and they're taking over neighborhoods and and these individuals, this is, a, you know, not to harp on things too much, but this is a prime example of why gun control is important. You've got all these people coming from another country into France as migrant refugees. They're all armed to the fucking teeth. And France basically disarmed its entire population. So these guys are running over wherever they decide to. They have machine guns. They have AKs. They have, you know, better armament. They're shooting back at the cops. It's not a quiet, like peaceful protest. It's not people. It's not January sixth level shit, and nobody's calling it an insurrection. They're still calling it protests on the rare occasion you hear something about it in the mainstream media, which you really don't. And nobody that's there is getting any coverage about this shit. There's, it's it's the social media blackouts in 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 Europe on things that might incite violence or stir up the population. Basically it is definitely like a 
jackbooted approach towards controlling how people are getting their information. And um, it was, it's in France. It's in, uh, there's some stuff going on in Germany now. And the people that are actually there in the thick of it who are witnessing this shit with their own eyes aren't, there's silence, you know, no, no news coverage, no media coverage. Anytime something gets mentioned on a social media platform, and if you're in those areas, it's being blacked out. And the European Union is, like, pushing for this, saying, oh, yeah, no, we're totally, any, you, anything that might, you know, spurn discord or, or violence or hostility or protests cannot be put on these platforms. We will, we will take your platforms down. You will not be able to have them in our countries. And it's, it's a, a big problem. You should not be able to do these things. You should not be able to have these, you know, silencing of the people. There's never been a government in place that silenced people because it was good for things. It's because the people having discourse and the the reason this country was founded on the ideas of freedom of speech and, you know, freedom of assembly, freedom of religion, freedom of the right to protest, freedom of the right to keep and bear arms in order to protect yourself from t- governmental tyranny. The, the Second Amendment was not written based on the concept of you need a gun to hunt. It was based on the concept of the people need to be as well armed as the government to stop the government from doing exactly what they're trying to fucking do, which is put massive amounts of overreach, oppress the general population, and keep an elite ruling class over the rights and privileges of the common man. I mean, I've seen a couple of memes floating around that were said, like, if the founding fathers saw what Congress had become, there would be beating people's brains in on the steps of the, of, of, of the Capitol building. And it's not wrong. The founding fathers, I mean, we are paying more in taxes on a daily basis than anything that uh, towards what spurred on the revolution that founded this country. And the thing to me that is the biggest problem with all of this is that there are people out there that are literally applauding these decisions. People that are out there without the slightest sense of irony, cheering on to have people they don't agree with silenced and saying it's a good thing and saying people should be silenced and deplatformed and told to sit down and shut up. Not understanding that every time they give a little power to the government, A, the government doesn't give power back, and B, that can just as easily be turned against them. They don't think it's ever going to happen because their side's holding the reins right now. But there's a thing out there which should be in everybody's forethought and in the front of your mind. You should not be encouraging the government to have any power against people you don't like that would you would not be comfortable being used against you. If you can't look at something and say, hey, I would be all right with them doing that to me, it should not be being done to anybody else. Not only because that's the right way to treat people, you know, treat people how you want to be treated, golden rule, all that bullshit, but because there's a very real chance that at some point it will be turned around and it will be used against you. And honestly, we're dealing with a bunch of old-ass geriatric warhawks that are pushing us towards all kinds of shit, and they can't they're they cannot survive dissent they cannot dis, dis survive open discourse if they don't every time they close down and try and lock down a little tighter it's because their position is that much fucking weaker strong ideas solid ideas solid concepts can handle being brought under the spotlight they can handle people dissenting because if it's if your if your logic is sound if your decision is sound and solid it can withstand being questioned. It can withstand being called to task because it's valid and because it's a strong position. 
when you're coming from a position of strength, that's how you treat things. You say, go ahead and say whatever you want. I'm comfortable in where I'm sitting. I'm solid where I'm standing. I'm standing on a good leg where your questioning it isn't going to jeopardize it. The fact that they are trying to tighten these lockdowns and these restrictions and the fact that the government has already been exposed as being basically in cahoots and in bed or however you want to say it with Big Pharma over all this COVID bullshit, the entire narrative of we are giving them indemnity even though they pushed out something that turns out is turning out to be pretty much fucking toxic should tell you everything you need to know about anytime they're telling you that something needs to be silenced and censored and taken away people's rights to have these opinions and these thoughts and these beliefs, it's a bad thing. It's a bad look. It's a sign of fucking weakness, and we need to remember that. Now, my last little thing I'm going to harp on at this point, and it's really a very minor issue, a minor little blip here, uh, thought that crossed my radar in thinking about all this shit. And like I said, realizing I might have been selling myself more, more being more convinced that things are actually this bad. And I think it's probably that way for a lot of people that are still too deeply immersed in the social media bullshit because unfortunately with all the prior interference over the last few years by the government and the, the logarithms are still set up a certain way certain people get traction. You have these people that have stupid numbers of followers that are fucking morons. They are, there are people out there that are acknowledged paid mouthpieces for both sides, but they have a lot more. The left has a lot more traction on social media because they were getting that extra support, that extra favoritism, that extra push from the government because it was pushing the narrative of one side. And frankly, I think it's a side with the weakest stance and the most to lose because as soon as they start saying we can't be questioned we you know trust the science don't question this don't push misinformation that actually turned out to all be fucking right that's just that's just exposing how weak they are we're starting to see in a lot of ways kind of a shift back to a more conservative mindset and i really my concern is that it's going to overcompensate and it's going to go way fucking far right and Anybody who's been listening to the show for any amount of time realizes I don't believe in extremists on either side of the fucking spectrum. I believe everyone should be allowed to live their best life as long as they're not hurting anybody else and leave people the fuck alone. Now, going too far to the right will also infringe upon everybody else's liberties, freedoms, happiness, choices, just under a different set of bullshit. Left wing, right wing, same bird, you know. You got the extreme left assholes who push for their narrative to be accepted in the and the only way things can be, whether that's, you know, men can be women and women can be men and men can have babies and you can you are whatever you identify and whatever you feel like at the fucking moment, which is utterly stupid and unrealistic and denies basic biology. To going we're gonna go too far to the other extreme and I don't want to live in a theocracy either. I don't want to be guided by someone else's religious values. I don't want I don't want to be in trouble because I'm not going to pray to the same person they're going to pray to, therefore I must be scum. Just like I don't want to be in trouble for saying, "Oh, well, you know what? You were born with an XY chromosome and biology says you're a fucking man." Or you were born with two X chromosomes, biology says you're a fucking woman. No matter how hard you wish, hope and pray, no matter how many hormones you fucking take, no matter if you chop your junk off, 
you're still biologically, that's what you are. You're going to extremes to accommodate how you feel, and that's fine. I don't, I don't even have a problem with people that want to be trans, as long as they are fully developed adults who want to make that decision and possess the property faculties to make said decision. Hey, live your best life. Do what you got to do to fulfill yourself and live your truth. I don't fucking care because it doesn't impact me. However, when we're sitting out here saying, well, we have to teach this in school to young, impressionable kids who are malleable. And if a four-year-old decides they, a four-year-old boy decides he's a girl and he's wrong and he's in the wrong body, we should put him on puberty blockers immediately so he can start transitioning at four fucking years old. And, you know, we're, and again, I, this comes from a place of being a parent and having a kid that said at one point he wanted to be a fucking fire truck. Not a firefighter, a truck, a fucking diesel-powered, 40,000-gallon-hauling fucking truck. So, yeah, no, those aren't decisions children make. And if you're one of those people that's like, oh, well, you should be there and support and trust your children and hear what they have to say. No, you shouldn't. What you should do is you should raise your child to make logical decisions, and when they are of an age where it is more appropriate, then they can make that decision. You don't just automatically believe what a fucking four-year-old tells you about how the world works because they're fucking four. It's the fact that people that have these beliefs are getting into positions of power and authority over children, over other people, is fucking pathetic. It's a bad thing. And like I said, with between loosing and certain strictures and censorship being kind of put on the back burner in a lot of ways, at least with Twitter. I, I mean, all meta properties are still very sus. Uh, most of the other fringe social media shit is not great, but it, Twitter's a big platform and when they rolled back a lot of stuff, and I'm not saying that ties in, I think just as a general society, we're kind of sick of the bullshit and the pendulum's starting to swing back the other way. You're seeing more, more pulling back from saying, well, what you feel doesn't mean the rest of the fucking world has to feel that way, which I think is a better stance. Like I said, I'm just really concerned it's going to swing too fucking hard. And the other assholes are going, well, you know what? You made us have to deal with your bullshit for all this time. Now we're getting even. And I'm, I'm as much as I believe in justice, I don't believe in fucking vengeance because that is stupid. You know, saying, well, you put us through this. Now we're going to put you through it never ends well. It always leads to, well, now we're going to get even. And it keep, it's a perpetuating setup for bullshit. It's how you get these assholes who feel so entitled that their whatever situation was uncomfortable. So now they want to force it on the rest of the fucking world. And it, it was fine when that was like an individual thing and you'd get individual assholes. And like the fact that we shut down mental institutions and facilities where people that had mental issues were legitimately not being put away. Or, and getting the help they needed, yeah, that's that mental health care is fucking terrible these days. And it shows because now you got all these fucking ideas out there and, like I said, social media amplifying them and making them seem way bigger than they were. I mean, even statistically, we've got the entirety of our culture being forced to accommodate less than 10% of the population in basically whatever they want to say they are and identify as and whatever particular 
skew they want to put on their lives. And they're trying to make this legislation where you have to do it. The state of Michigan is saying you can be charged with a hate crime if you misgender someone. If you use the wrong pronouns deliberately, you can be charged with a hate crime and punished with, up. I think it was like $10,000 in fines and five years in prison for calling somebody the wrong pronouns. Fuck you. Fuck your mama. I can't wait for the first case that comes up because the Supreme Court's going to throw that law out so goddamn fast it's not even funny. You know why? Because it's in direct violation of the U.S. Constitution. It's not going to work. It's stupid. And the fact that it became a law in the first place just tells you the current state of things in this world. And like I said, being what it is, my biggest concern is, like I said, it's going to overcompensate. It's going to go back the other way. We're going to get way too uptight, way too conservative, and... That's just going to lead to more strain, more stress, more fractures, more, more more of us being against each other, turning against each other, getting in fights over shit that really is not relevant, and all of it's deliberate. It's all being done deliberately to keep us at each other's throats because as long as we're at each other's throats, we're not at the throats of the people who actually deserve our ire, the people who actually foster these situations, the shitheads that are in control. And not just the governmental shitheads, the, the people who control the government. The po- assholes that are politicians and business in this country are all bought and fucking paid for, with maybe a few minor exceptions. You get on the local level, I'm sure they're not nearly as bad. You get on, up to the national level, there's a couple where I actually believe they might actually be doing what they're doing for better reasons. Mostly because of how they live their lives outside of politics and because of how they manage to be stymied and blocked at every turn. I mean, it's sad that they're ineffectual. There's a, that there's actually a few people with morals and standards out there that are in, so fucking ineffectual because they just don't have the numbers. Because everybody else is corrupt. Everybody else is for sale. And without putting legislation in place to stop these things from being factors, which will never happen because they're not going to cut the fucking hand that feeds them. They're not going to eliminate themselves from the, the, the process. They're not going to cut off their own fucking nose to spite their face even though that would be the right fucking thing to do in this case. So realistically, it is what it is um, until the population starts to realize what's going on here. I mean, through and hopefully through communication, through discourse, through talking to each other, through realizing that we have a lot more in common than shit we don't. Through realizing that not everybody that looks different than you automatically hates you. Not realizing that not everything you have to deal with in your life is because shit that happened before you were born. Injustices that happen to people you've never met and you don't know. And it has no bearing on your direct life other than your own paranoia because you drank the Kool-Aid and you bought into all this institutional bullshit that tells you these things are problems. So... That's that's all we can really hope for is people wake up, pull their heads out of their asses, realize we're being fucking manipulated, realize we're being played, talk to each other while we still have the power to, because if once it starts going, oh, yeah, well, you know, we you you can't tell us we can't censor you. That that's where the ball starts rolling. That's where things go downhill. That's where we either wind up in another fucking civil war or we wind up in World War Three because the fucking Warhawks and the bought out piece of shit politicians that are in 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 washington are marching that way and they're sitting there and it's being pushed and they don't care because it's not going to impact them it's not going to be their kids going off to die none of them are going to be picking up a fucking rifle if we wind up in a war not one of them they don't care they're not playing they're playing with house money they can't fucking lose and we need to change that if, if we're going to you know pull this country out of the tailspin that it's in. And, yeah, so that's enough venting for me. For now, that's what I had to say. 
Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, leave a comment, leave a review, leave a rating. Go to IHadToSayItPodcast.com, sign up for the mailing list, interact with the show. Click the links, sign up for the Patreon, join the Discord, come and interact, be a part of the show, buy the merch, support your favorite creator, or support me. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.